So you want to break your cycle, your generational cycle. Maybe you grew up in a punitive authoritarian home. Maybe you grew up in a permissive home. And now you want to parent your children respectfully with understanding. You want to be gentle with your kids and your children are not so gentle with you. And it feels that the more you repeat something, the more your child pushes it. Today, in this podcast episode, I'm going to share with you the process that I've been following the last 10 years and the process that HAC Parenting Coaches help our clients follow to find a way to finally enjoy your parenting, even if your children are defined, how to remain gentle, how to remain patient, how to remain respectful. When your children are undefined. In this episode, I'm going to share with you that formula that many of our clients, one of them is Marta. When she came to HIC Parenting Education, she was dealing with a lot of frustration because her daughters were fighting her in every step of the daily, daily routine, especially at bath time. And now she says that she doesn't even remember the last time she yelled all because of this process that you're going to learn today. And with her, thousands of other parents in HIC parenting education have gone from frustration to finally enjoying their parenting. I'm going to walk you step by step, but before I'm going to tell you that if you've been thinking, okay, I just need more parenting tools, I feel I'm out of tools, uh, I'm at my wit's end and I need to have more tips, more hacks, more strategies. Strategies and tools from experience working with so many clients around the world, parents with children different ages that had different needs. I tell you that you, the parent, are the biggest tool. You, the parent, are the foundation of your parenting. And if the foundation is wobbly, then then anything else is going to stand. So, on this episode, we're going to, to talk or to address the biggest tool of your parenting, which is you, so you become that strong foundation. So what is this process? I'm going to name it, and then we are going to break it down on this episode. This process is called the anchor process, A-N-C-H-O-R, the anchor process. It's not about fixing your children. It's not about your children finding a way to listen to you. It's about even when your children are defined, that you remain confident, that you remain feeling capable and calm so you are able to guide your children through those very frustrating transitions that sometimes leaves us thinking like, wow, like how am I going to do this without yelling? So... That's what the anchor process is for. And this is really part of the coaching that we do here in HIC Parenting Education that assign parenting coaches here, help our clients through week by week in our 14-week program. If you want to work directly with a parenting coach to help you design the plan that helps your specific situation, then I encourage you to apply, to talk to a real human an HIC parenting team to see how we can support you towards that goal. Just go to apply at hicparenting.com and then fill out the application 
so we get to see what you need and how we can help you. Okay, so let's dive deep on each element of, of the anchor process to help you become the strong foundation that your children need, even in times of stress when your children are defiant. I'm Rachel. And I'm Marcela. And you're listening to the Parenting with Understanding podcast. We are parenting coaches who have helped millions of parents like you all over the world go from feeling isolated and hopeless, unable to break the cycle of permissive or punitive parenting, to feeling confident in parenthood and connected to their children's needs. So let's break down the anchor process A. A is acknowledging what's happening in your body. The source of our reactivity as parents, the source of our reactivity in general is because we are not aware of what's happening in our, in our body. We're not aware when we get triggered. So when we notice that we are triggered, it's kind of too late. It's when we're already yelling, when we're already not breathing, when we're already worked up. So learning to recognize how your body feels when you start getting frustrated. Now when you're already in the peak of like, I'm, I'm about to have a nervous breakdown. But when you start feeling and noticing that tension in your body, you can start bringing awareness to your brain so you're able to consciously stop yourself from reacting and work on calming yourself down. That's the first step. If we're not aware of what's happening in our body and, and we don't breathe and then our belly's tight, all the blood is in our head, we can't even think clearly. It's almost impossible to calm ourselves down, even if we take deep breaths. It's almost impossible, especially if you don't feel it in your chest. That is your jaw, that is your head, that is your hands. But is your is is your hips? Some people when when they're feeling the stress, they they squeeze their hips. So acknowledging that area helps us to be aware when the trigger happens. So we don't escalate to reactivity so quickly. That's the first thing. I remember for me it was the breathing. Every time I notice that I'm breathing with my chest and not with my belly, it's because I'm in a level of stress, of anxiety. And since I developed that practice of awareness of my body, I'm able to spot on when I'm breathing with my chest and not with my belly. And it's usually in those times when I don't feel react reactionary yet, when I don't feel like I'm so triggered. And it helps me. Because it kind of keeps me level throughout the day. So when the big behavior happens, when my child refuses to go to take a bath for the fifth time, if I'm already aware and been working in my body to keep it level, then that behavior is not going to be the straw that breaks the camel back. I'm able to take on that moment with uh, more compassion towards myself and with. Uh, a sound mind. It allows me to overcome hypervigilance and overreactivity, feeling like you're walking on eggshells all the time, waiting for the next bump to drop on your feet. 
that's when we see that we're not aware of what's happening in us. When that happens, we're not able to level ourselves down and finally calm ourselves down. N. N is naming the motion. And this is very important because when we feel stressed, when we feel tight, and we are not able to name what's happening, to translate to our brain what's happening, then we many times result to blame, shame, guilt. Let me give you an example. The other day, I was fixing lunch and it was getting late. And then, uh, to be honest with you, I, I was getting hangry. <laughs> I was getting hungry, and I feel the tightness in my chest. And then I was about to react when I catch myself. I notice the tightness in my chest. I breathe from my belly. That helped me calm down. And it said, Marcela, you are hungry. It's not that your children are giving you a hard time. You will be able to access more patience if you eat. So eat, fuel your body, and you're going to feel much better. That was a process that I didn't do back in the day. And I was just react and say, oh, just listen to me. And it was really that I was hungry. I was not, my, if my physical and emotional needs are not taken care of, it's hardly and almost impossible to do gentle parenting, to parent my children with understanding. Okay, C. C is connecting to a calming sensory tool. So we already went with the A, which is acknowledging what's happening in our body. In my case, is that tightness in my chest. I stopped breathing from my belly and I start breathing from my chest. Very shallow breath when I'm triggered. Acknowledging what's going on. The C is, uh, the N is naming the motion. Now when you do that, the next thing is connecting with your calming sensory tool. So your calming sensory tool is something, is a coping strategy that will help you in your calm down process. The coping strategy could be something that you squeeze. It could be touching your face. It could be running your hands under water, under cold water. Sometimes I, I keep little frozen bags and then I put it on my neck on those, during those times. If it's in the bathroom and, and let's just say the moment of the trigger is during bath time, I take a little bit of that water and I put it on my face. <laughs> so when you connect with your calming sensory tool, you are aiding your calm down process. You are aiding yourself uh, towards that, towards calming down, towards being able to be open, to help your children, not from reactivity, but from connection and assertiveness. H is honoring the process. And you might say, okay, how, how do I honor the process if my twins are hitting each other? How can I honor the process there? So if it is a matter of safety, safety first, go take care of it, separate them or whatnot. But then right after, start working on your anchor. And then H is that once you acknowledge what's happening in your body, you name the feeling, you connect with your common sensory tool. H is honoring that 
this thing that you're feeling is not an indicator that you are a bad parent because I'm feeling angry with my child that does not make me a bad mom or a bad parent. Feelings are neutral. Feelings are not good nor bad. They're just communication signals that go from our body to our brain to let us know that something is happening. And usually when we feel that anger, it's because one of our boundaries are being crossed or one of our needs are not being met or we are not feeling seen or heard. So acknowledging that. I don't feel angry because... I'm a terrible person. I'm a terrible human. I should always enjoy parenting. You know, that's that's one of the most ridiculous things that I hear from people. Like the parenting advice, just enjoy, enjoy because the time pa- passes and flies so, like the the time goes by so fast. There are some times that I'm not enjoying my parenting, and it's okay. It's honoring that we are going through that moment and that moment is not there to hurt us that moment is not there to tell us we're bad parents that moment is there to teach us something okay let's go to the o the o what's the o o is opening for connection do you hear that opening for connection i'm not saying opening for lecturing i didn't say opening for discipline and i didn't say i didn't say opening for giving your child a consequence opening for connection even if my child just hit the baby sister and push push her down yes even if they were so disrespectful they were talking back to me yes even if my teenager knocked the baby gate down that it, it, it sounded so hard that it scared the baby yes <laughs> why Because according to studies, many studies, children are not able to learn in this connection. So if we want to move our children and ourselves to that point of learning, to that point of uh, apologies, sincere apologies, to that point of, okay, I get what you're saying. Even if you're giving me a consequence, I get what you're saying. Then that's the next step opening ourselves for connection. We already come, we're already anchored. We are just opening our mind to the possibility to start engaging with our children. The R is recommitting to our children. Recommitting to our children is, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to take this this moment as is. My children are making a mess in the bathtub and I already told them five times to keep the water inside the bathtub and they keep making a mess outside. But I'm ready because I anchor myself, I calm myself down, I reminded myself that that this is a process, this is a learning process. So, so what do my children need at this moment? What do my children need? They're throwing water all over the place. How can I contain that water in a way that feels playful and engaging for them as well? Because keeping the water in the bathtub and just taking a really boring bath with nothing fun to do might not be something that your child wants, like he's encouraged to do, right? So um, it's seeing our children not as this this spoiled brat who is misbehaving and is just making my life hard. But then it's seeing our children as how am I going to help them follow the boundary learn the boundary in a way that they 
are encouraged to do, that they're encouraged to do. So that's the anchor process. Now, you might be thinking, Marcela, I have many kids under five. How am I going to do this anchor process if there is no time? <laughs> there is no time. And I want to tell you that that's, that comes that comes from our childhood woundings, our parents who somehow created the narrative in us that we needed to be rushed to things, that we needed to, to nip things in the back but, and fix things because children are to be fixed and not to be guided. And number two, time restraint, I understand. I get it. It's a real thing. I'm a mom. Um, I have twins and I've done foster care. And at that point, I have more than four kids. So I get it. I understand it. What I've noticed, though, is when I allow myself to do this anchor process, number one, now I, I do it in many times. It takes me 10 seconds to do my anchor process, my A-N-C-H-O-R process. Many times it takes me a little longer. Regardless, what I've noticed in my parenting is that power struggles and fighting children to get to do things and yelling at them, the, the yelling back and forth with them, the, that takes way longer, way, way, way longer than helping ourselves, anchor ourselves, and being open to guide our children from a place of inner safety, from a place of security and confidence. So the anchor process is the process that HIC parenting coaches follow in 14 weeks with our clients to help them become that strong foundation. Because one thing is hearing about it and another thing is walking it, is applying it through the day to day. So again, if you want to work with one of our HIC parenting coaches in the Parenting with Understanding Coaching Program, just go to apply at that hicparenting.com. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, let me know what, what helps you calm down? What helps you calm down? Because that's really the anchor, anchoring yourself, grounding yourself in, in, in inner safety. That's really what is going to ultimately allow you to remain gentle, to be able to do gentle parenting, even if your children are defiant. Your children are not responsible for changing your parenting. You are responsible for changing your parenting. I'm not saying for changing yourself, for changing your parenting, the way that you approach yourself and the way that you show up for your kids. If you are listening to our Parenting with Understanding podcast, I would love for you to leave a review. Just open the description of this podcast episode and then over there you will be able to see a place where for you to let us know how this episode could help you calm yourself down in your parenting in those triggering moments. If you have not followed us, I encourage you to follow us. You can find me at High Input Club on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel there. And then my co-host, which is Rachel, Rachel Rogers, you can find her at The Considered Mama on Instagram, on TikTok, 
on YouTube as well. She has a YouTube channel. If you are an HIC cycle breaker, meaning if you are one of our clients in HIC parenting, I encourage you to join our private Facebook group. Over there, we are a private community of like-minded parents helping one another. And remember, it only takes understanding to transform your parenting.